Here's what I don't want to hear shortly after 3 p.m. today. We couldn't do anything because that just doesn't add up even in advance. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Today is the NHL's trade deadline, and it serves as an annual reminder that nothing really does ever get done without a deadline, because we will see in that final hour from two to three, and even a little bit beyond because of the delay in reporting deals to the commissioner's office and then getting those relayed, they'll even be announced after three, sometimes as long as a half hour or 40 minutes after. And what I have for you here on this program is a list of non-excuses for Ron Hextall and Brian Burke to avoid making the trade that they need to make. And I'll first spell out what that trade needs to bring back. And that would be, big surprise coming here, blow the trumpets, a scoring forward. Yeah, I know, right? Wow, who saw that coming? This team lacks scoring depth. I'm as convinced of that now as I had at least begun to be convinced in the other direction two months into the season when Evan Rodriguez and a few other guys were putting home the pucks on a pretty regular basis. I no longer feel that way, and I no longer feel that entering the stretch run in the playoffs with uncertainty in that area is the right approach. I'm going to remind everyone here, and this is equally obvious, that this team is in it to win it, meaning the construction of the roster, the age of the core, the not knowing if two-thirds of the core, at least not on paper, is back for even another season, the not knowing if Brian Rust is going to be back for another season. I know we can find ways to manufacture saying this year after year after year, but this is the year. It might just be a year in a long line of the years, but it's one of those. It's definitely one of those. And you can't mess around with it, especially when your roster has realistically so few other needs. Not to mention excessive depth at a position that a lot of other teams need. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. 
You ever been to the zoo whenever they throw a raw steak into the lion's cage and they come running and they're ripping that thing? That's what general managers should be doing right now around the NHL upon hearing that the Edmonton Oilers of all teams are looking for a left-handed defenseman. Because the last time the Oilers were looking for one of those, they gave up a future MVP in Taylor Hall, not to mention a zillion other horrific moves over the past couple decades. That's the only place that you could safely stick Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and predict they're not even going to make the playoffs. Call them. Talk to them. Fly up there in person. Do whatever you've got to do to get the Oilers to make a trade with you. The Penguins have left-handed defensemen enough to line up outside Cranberry and wait their turn. Not even on the current roster are P.O. Joseph and Yuso Rikola. Get on the horn. And if any player was ever meant, meant to play for Edmonton, it's Kasperi Kapanen. My goodness, does he check off every box, right? But this isn't the only reason that I'm saying that Hextall doesn't have excuses today. The cap isn't an excuse. You can trade Kapanen to somebody. He's 25 years old. He'll be the fastest player on your team, and he's got all kinds of other physical attributes that can't be coached. There's a market for that player, and even if the return is negligible, you're taking a $3.2 million cap hit off your books, which means exactly what it sounds like. You can add someone in a trade at that same hit or less. That can be done. Marcus Pedersen can be traded. It was just a healthy scratch. You can't be valuing him that highly. That's another player in that same salary range. Heck, you could move both of them if you wanted. Both of them are young. Both of them will have takers. And one more time, you don't have to worry about the return. If it's a low draft pick or whatever it is, cap space is value. It's taken a long time for fans of any sport in a cap system to accept that. Everyone's waiting to see what the big return is. The return is the cap space for a team that's bumping its head on the cap ceiling. Move one of these players, move both of these players to get whatever it is that you want back. You want a hypothetical here? I got one for you. You move Marcus Pedersen to the Oilers for a song. Okay, I mean just for a song. You take whatever it is that they send you back. If it's a fifth rounder, sixth rounder, it doesn't matter. You have left-handed defenseman galore here. What you don't have is cap space. So again, you're getting something that you value. Then you call Jim Rutherford. Now, Jim's dealing with COVID right now in Vancouver, but I know Jim well enough to know that he's still working the phones on deadline day. You call Jim and you say, Jim, we want JT Miller. We want to bring him home. 
yeah, I'm shooting high. It's, it's actually a very Jim-like approach. He might appreciate it. And I say, I want JT Miller. Yeah, I know he's your best player and everything else. And I know for a fact that you want John Marino, which Jim does. So I send him Marino for Miller, and I've got to include draft picks. I just I, I don't have a choice. Uh, Jim's not in his normal mode there with the Canucks. They actually do need to build up their system. They've acknowledged that across the board. He's hired a bunch of people. It's not the same way that things were with him in Pittsburgh. So I first get my cap space out. I then send Marino and whatever draft picks Jim's looking for, ideally not a first rounder, maybe multiple seconds or something like that. And I get back the player I want, the player who makes a difference. JT Miller transforms the Penguins. John Marino doesn't do that. Marcus Pedersen doesn't do that. Better believe Kasperi Kapanen doesn't do that. There are ways to do this. That's my point here. When we come back, just one question. Chad Gruber, who asks, do you think the Penguins do anything between now and the deadline? Mark Friedman's extension makes me wonder if Marcus Pedersen will be in play. Really bummed that they missed out on Delorier. Gritty bottom six on a low-value contract. We're going to have so much of this, Chad, over the next few hours. You're going to see every move that gets made everywhere and say, why is Hextall sleeping? Why are the Penguins not serious about winning? And you know what? Come 3 o'clock or 3.30 or 3.40, once it's official, if they've done nothing, I'll be with you, my man. I I will not have an accepting bone in my body, regardless of whatever it is that they say afterward. That said, I believe they're going to do something, and I believe they're going to attempt to do it in a way that's similar to how they got Jeff Carter last year. And that doesn't mean you're going to go add necessarily a 36-year-old or someone of that age, but it does mean, and they're going to bring this up, so brace yourself for it now, and I'm not guessing at that. I've heard it. In the event that there's no trade made, they're going to talk about not wanting to mess with the team's chemistry. And in fact, if you recall, even with the Carter acquisition, that was the company line. I don't say company line in a derisive way. That's actually the company line. It's the way they've agreed to take. They they made a big point. When I'm referring to they, by the way, the plural is Hextall and Burke, would say again and again the reason that they valued Carter and wanted to bring him is because they felt that he would be a great fit for the group, that he wouldn't, not only would he not take away from what they were building in there, but that he'd actually add to it. Well, even they couldn't have imagined 
how right they'd be on top of the 5 million goals that he scored for the rest of the regular season and into those playoffs. But I'm sorry, I see this as different. I don't see it as especially charming that Kapanen is a great fit for the group and is very popular with his teammates. That's nice, but that's the icing. That's not what you build your team on. A player like Kapanen, who isn't scoring goals, is worthless to you. Worthless. And you could say that for others, but then you could also look at players who you don't expect to score, like a Dominic Simone, like a Zach Aston Reese, and say to yourself, you know, it's okay to carry one or two guys like this because there are certain tasks that you need to have completed that not everybody wants to do. But how many? You know, how many? So I won't be buying the whole didn't want to mess with our chemistry thing either. I think they're going to do something here. I don't like to get preemptively, you know, critical. That's weird. Instead, what I'm trying to do is to make sure that I'm on the record here in case it does happen, that I'm not just saying it after the fact. This team needs to make a move today. This team needs to add scoring depth. I don't know that it needs to be a star. I threw out JT Miller because I'm illustrating that even someone like that can be had if you put your mind to it. You're not that handcuffed. But if it were to be another Carter, if it were to be uh, a winger who's got, let's say, more offensive uh, talent and inclination than defensive, like, I'm just going to totally wing it with a name here. I don't even know that he's on the block or whatever, but someone like a Thomas Tatar, he's now with the Devils, just a real offensive player that you don't necessarily feel great about when he's in his own end. This team needs goals. This team needs secondary scoring. This team needs other players to produce the offense beyond the main guys and power play one. That's a need. I don't see that as a want. I don't see that as a luxury. Not in this setting. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. And we will have one heck of an episode I'm expecting tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.